Hey friends, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I'm your host, Misty Phillip. I am just a girl living in a fallen world, doing my best to love God and people all by His grace. Today, we're going to tackle a sensitive but important topic, and that is transgenderism. A few weeks ago, I attended the Young Women's Leadership Summit and had the chance to sit down with Riley Gaines, a 12-time All-American swimmer with five SEC titles who was a successful female swimmer at the University of Kentucky, who was forced to share a locker room and then compete against a biological male, Leah Thomas, at the 2022 NCAA Women's Swimming Championship. This was an uneven challenge, not just for Riley, but for every woman competing in the pool that day. Leah Thomas and Riley Gaines tied, but they determined to award the win to Leah Thomas. Riley couldn't believe what was happening to her and couldn't believe that no one was standing up for her or any other woman in the room that day. This moment became her call to action to defend and protect America's daughters against the woke left and gender denying ideology. In this episode, I also talked to Pamela Garfield Yeager. She's known as the truthful therapist to discuss the dangerous trend of affirming care in mental health service. Now, before I get into these interviews, I want to begin in the scriptures. The Bible doesn't specifically address transgender issues as we understand them today, but it does have a lot to say about sexuality. The Bible also emphasizes the dignity, value, and worth of every human being. In Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God created human beings in his own image with only two genders, male and female. He created them to be fruitful and to multiply and to subdue the earth. The Bible also teaches us to abstain from sexual immorality, and it condemns homosexuality and speaks against dressing up in the opposite sex clothes or being a transvestite. I will put scripture references to all of these things in the show notes for you to explore for yourself. But right now, I would like to welcome Riley Gaines to share her story with you and Pamela Garfield-Yeager, The Dangerous Trend of Affirming Care in Mental Health Service. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am recording live here at the Young Women's Leadership Summit, and today I have Riley Gaines. Riley, if people have been living under a rock and they don't (laughs) know you, you've been out in the world. So what happened to you? Tell us your story. (laughs) That's a loaded question. A lot has happened, but oh my goodness. I have realized the quickest way to make God laugh in your face is to make plans for yourself. I am in, in nowhere near what I thought I was going to be doing a year ago. 
But really what happened, my senior year, I swam at University of Kentucky. We were geared up, ready to go to our national championships, which is the fastest meet in the world. We go to this championships and we're forced to compete against a male. His name is Leah Thomas, formerly Will Thomas, swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania before deciding to transition to the women's team. Um, of course, when competing as a man, ranked 462nd in the nation, but when competing as a woman, won a national title, meaning the fastest woman in the country. That next day of competition, and really this is what thrusted me into taking this public stance, is Thomas and I raced in the 200 freestyle, and ultimately it resulted in a tie. Um, so went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second. Wow. And upon tying, we get out of the water, we go behind the awards podium, and the NCAA official looks at both Thomas and myself and says, great job. But you guys tied. And we only have one trophy, so we're going to give this trophy to Leah because Leah has to have it for pictures. Riley, you can pose. That doesn't even make sense. Right. Right? Right. They said, you know, Riley, you can pose with this trophy, but you give it back. You have to go home empty-handed. Leah takes the trophy home. Well, thank you so much for standing up for women because that is just wrong. Absolutely. So what happened after that? Really what happened is... I was no longer willing to lie because that's what they were asking us to do by asking us to kindly smile and step aside and allow these men onto our podiums, taking our scholarships, our opportunities, our titles, being forced to undress in front of this six foot four, 22 year old man who was, who was fully male. That was asking us to lie. And when we felt uncomfortable and we expressed our discomfort in that locker room, they they told us we were the ones who needed counseling. We were the ones who should apologize and feel wrong for feeling feeling uneasy. That is so wrong on so many levels. I was talking to somebody about this conversation yesterday, and I said, why don't they have their own space, their own locker room? Why, Why would we allow them to come in? Like you said, he's fully male. That's just, that's wrong. It's, there's a, he's the one that needs the... That help. Yes, and I, I think the answer to to why we don't have a third category in a sense is because, in reality, what they don't really want equality. They right. don't want equality. They want to take our rights, and that's what we're seeing. I, the option is there to create a third category that would really, um, you know, it, it's a space where they can where trans identifying individuals can still compete. They can still have athletic success. Everyone is it's it's fair. Everyone is safe. There's there's but they don't want that. They don't want fair, and they don't want safe. They that's want. Right. To, to cheat and to take our opportunities. That's right. And so now you're, you are working with the government, right, to I try am. to get some bills passed for women's rights. Yes, I most certainly am. This has been something that's that's been important to me because I saw how it affected myself and my teammates and my competitors. And I don't think any girl, regardless of age, sport, where you live, should have to go through that. And so traveling state to state, testifying in front of state legislature. It's also happening at the federal level in regards to changing of Title IX. So doing everything I can there to combat this. Been heavily involved in, um, in lo- at the local levels and in specific sporting governing bodies because, again, no girl should have to be blatantly discriminated against because of her sex. Absolutely. Well, thank you for what you're doing. How can we follow you? How can we support what you're doing? Absolutely. My Twitter is Riley underscore Gaines underscore. I try and post breaking stories. I try to highlight how it's being received, how politicians are responding, whether that's good or bad or whatever that looks like. And just really so people don't believe the narrative that it's a non-issue and that it's not really happening because that couldn't be further from the truth. So if a young girl is experiencing the same type of situation, whether she's in high school or college, what advice would you give to her? 
first and foremost is to not get discouraged. My parents reach out to me all the time. Female athletes reach out to me all the time who say, you know, there's a man in my sport and I don't even want to play anymore. It's it's not worth it when you have to go into it with an unfair advantage that you can never overcome. And I totally understand that, but we can't compromise. We have to stand firm and be bold, be empowered. Know that the overwhelming majority of people, not just the overwhelming majority of female athletes, not just the overwhelming majority of Republicans, the overwhelming majority of people know that this is wrong and know that this is insane and they're behind you and that's something that the media doesn't tell you they want you to think you'll be canceled they want you to think that you'll be labeled all the names in my experience the support that i've received is a thousand to one in terms of good versus bad That's amazing. I am so proud of you. Thank you so much for standing up and thank you for what you do. And we are behind you 100%. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am excited. We are here live at the Young Women's Leadership Summit, and I am so excited to have Pam. Pamela, the truthful therapist. Now, you have a pretty exciting story of all the things that you're working on. We're going to get into that, but let's start by talking about your background. So you're a therapist, and tell us your story. Yeah, I have an interesting story. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And I got my degree back in 1999 from New York, New York University. I have over 20 years of experience, and I've worked in community-based agencies, and I've worked in, I've done home visits, and I've worked in hospitals, and I've done a lot of work in schools. And in 2016, I actually came down with a health condition, a rare health condition, which caused me to be disabled, and I had to drop out of my profession for about four years. And of course, that's the time when our country really became more divided. Absolutely. And when the left really got more vocal, and things really started to change. But I was on disability, so I didn't know what was really going on. And then I I got two surgeries, and I got what I needed after a whole health odyssey. I came back to work in 2021 after all of the COVID mandates and whatnot, but I finally got back. I felt like it was an amazing comeback. I was so happy. And then, of course, they mandated the COVID vaccine, and I chose not to get that. And so I was displaced once again. But while I was working, I really saw how much things had changed, how much things had shifted, in particular with the gender ideology, but also just in general with the victim mentality being reinforced, how the masking was just not even questioned, and just how much my profession had been hijacked. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. So tell us some of the things that you're currently working on. Yeah, so now I've become kind of an advocate for parents and families and other like-minded therapists to speak out against mostly the gender ideology, but really all of the things that the left is doing that's counterintuitive to anything that's therapeutic. Right. Um, when, when we go to therapy in the past, we go to therapy to empower ourselves, to, t- to learn about ourselves and take individual responsibility. But yet we know that the woke ideology teaches victimhood. And so I've been out speaking and helping parents learn what is appropriate mental health care. So I've actually written a parent's guide to mental health to teach parents that they need to be involved in therapy because parents and families are being divided in mental health care and they're being manipulated. 
So I've written this guide to basically empower them and to understand what is appropriate mental health care and how they should be involved and how they shouldn't be manipulated by counselors that are, are captured by ideology. Yeah, that's so important. You know, what we're seeing in the school system and, you know, school counselors are, are giving, you know, have a closet of clothes to help somebody. It's parents, it's so important in this hour and this time for parents to be involved, especially even if you think you're, you're going to a therapist and it's going to help, right? Yes. Yeah. There, so you go to a therapist, that's where you're the most vulnerable. You go to a therapist because you're struggling. People don't go to the therapy lightly. They go when they're really at their highest need, you know, at their desperate hour. And so a therapist who's going to take someone that vulnerable and manipulate them, most of the time it's unintentional, but regardless, we know what the road to hell leads us to with good intentions, right? That's right. So... Regardless, they're, they're doing this and they're, they're hurting families. So my goal is to help empower families to understand that this is, this is not appropriate. So you were telling me about a documentary that you've been a part of and then you've got another one that you are about to be a part of. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so because I've been outspoken, I'm one of the very few therapists that have been because unfortunately cancel culture is real. It is real. And most most people who do agree with me have been heavily silenced and they're losing their license. Because of my health situation and because I have been placed in this situation, I'm able to be outspoken. And so now I have been, I've been found by some amazing filmmakers that have done some documentaries to get the word out, to understand that this transgender movement is not just about acceptance. It's not just about helping people be their true selves, but it's actually really harmful, especially to young people and vulnerable adults who have mental health issues. And it's 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 something that it's a, it, like you can't change it once you've done it, right? And, yes. and I think that, could you talk a little bit about the dangers? Because I don't think that kids are being told, and I think it's a big, it's a huge financial, because if someone starts taking hormones, they have to be on hormones the rest of their lives. The gender assignment surgery is very expensive. So I always say follow the money. And so could you just speak to that a little bit more and and how they're not being warned. They're told that their life's going to be better. It's going to be all these amazing things, but we know the opposite to be true. Yeah, they're using this transgender thing as sort of this magic pill, this magic bullet that all of your pain and all of your problems will go away. And then they dismiss all of the problems, all of the, I mean, I'll say side effects, but they're not even side effects. They're just effects of what of what the hormones and the surgeries do. So if you start a child on puberty blockers, especially if you start them before they've started puberty, then they will not be able to ever achieve pleasure or orgasm in their lives ever. If you give the boys the puberty blockers, they will have to live the whole, their entire lives. This is very unpleasant, but with a micro penis, like a child's penis. And th- this is not, <laughs> the, I mean, talk about emasculating our boys. Um, it, we, this is leading children to being sterilized. That is the same drug they use to chemically castrate sex offenders. Lupron, right? Lupron, yes. yes. They're calling it irreversible. They're calling it, they're saying it's just a pause. I actually just went to a, I was kind of a mole at a training with a a doctor who said it's just very reversible. It's as reversible as a haircut and new clothes and it completely dismissed any of the physical problems um, that we know that it causes brain swelling. There's an FDA warning against it. We know that it causes bone 
bone density issues and joint pain. And those are just a few. I mean, I honestly could go on for like an hour <laughs> for how many of these side effects there are for these drugs. And then we get on to the testosterone and the estrogen. And I mean, there's so many, but for one, it, it atrophies the reproductive system. So a lot of people have a lot of trouble with urinating and they have, they have trouble going to the bathroom. They have a lot of pain. They have pain in their voice because it changes the voice. They think, oh, that's great. It just deepens my voice, but actually it creates pain. And then they can't laugh and they can't scream if they needed help. And they, they, and they can't talk. They, a lot of them can't even do these podcasts. Like, they're literally taking their voices away. Wow. That's in, insane. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't even have words. I just, that makes me so, makes me so angry. So I'm very thankful for the work that you are doing to call this out and to be a truth teller. Because we need to be bold and speak the truth. Because people need to know. So let's talk about the documentaries that, that you've done. So the, the one that's coming out, it's coming out on June 19th by the Epic Times. It'll be on Epic TV. It's a docudrama, and it's so well done. I, I'm really proud to be a part of it, because what it's done is it, it interviewed a lot of people who are involved, you know, pushing back against it, but what it also did was it did a great job showing the stories, the real-life stories, by um, reenacting what happened. So it really brings in the emotions and it, it'll bring the audience, it'll sh it shows, not only just tells the audience, but it shows the audience how harmful this is, both physically and emotionally, to families and individuals and to young people and to our society at large. It's, it's an incredible documentary. Yeah, and I know you're about to go to the premiere, but when can, when can we see the film? So it will be available on Epic Times, Epic TV, I believe for just a $4 subscription on June 19th. Okay, excellent. And then where's the best place for people to get more information about you and what you do? And then where would you like them to follow you? Okay, so I have a website. It's the truthfultherapist.org. And in that website, it has that Parents Guide to Mental Health. I've written several online classes to help educate parents, empower parents, and give tips and things and what to say to your child if you're caught in the transgender or prevention, how to you know, stop them from getting sucked into this woke ideology. Things they can say both against CRT, the gender, and victim mentality at large, and, and lots of other things things and that is the truthfultherapist.org. You can follow me. I'm most active on Instagram, which is the the dot truthful therapist. I have a Substack which is Pam the Truthful Therapist at Substack.com, I believe. And I am Truth Therapist on Twitter. Awesome. We're going to put links to all of those things in the show notes. Y'all have got to follow Pam, the, the truthful therapist who is speaking against this radical ideology. And we are so thankful for you and the work that you are doing. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the By His Grace podcast. As always, if you would take time to leave us a review, that really helps the podcast. You are the reason that I show up to the microphone every week. And I just thank you so much for listening. 
Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. From aspiring musicians to church worship teams, theworshipinitiative.com has resources for everyone. The Worship Initiative is an online training resource to help you learn and lead top worship songs with in-depth instrument tutorial videos, chord charts, and more. Alongside instrument training, we have devotionals for every song and training videos on how to be an effective worship leader from voices like Shane and Shane, Phil Wickham, John Piper, Ben Stewart, and more. Only at theworshipinitiative.com. Start learning and leading your team now by using the code SPARK23 for your first month free. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.